0: Welcome to the Trainer Life Podcast. My name is Danielle Harrison and I am a certified personal trainer and corrective exercise specialist. And I've been in the fitness industry in New York City for over 10 years. I've learned a lot and met some amazing people along the way. So if you are always curious about the ins and outs of the industry from a woman's perspective, then this podcast is for you. Let's get into this week's episode. All right, everybody. So I am so excited and pumped to finally have my first guest on today. I know I've been talking about for probably a month now since I started. I'm going to have guests. I'm going to have guests. And it wasn't that I couldn't get anybody to be on the show, but this is a growing and learning experience for me, which is a perfect example of why I call my business The Trainer Life. Like I'm training for something right now. I didn't know how to remote podcast. I didn't know what software to use. I had to figure all of this out. So I've said before, I am growing and I am learning Through this, and you're literally walking through this growth period with me of feeling uncomfortable and just educating myself to be able to reach these goals of podcasting, remote podcasting, and things like that. So, I'm so excited today that we're going to have Samantha Bibley. Um, She is a body positive personal trainer and owner of Bloomfirst. Flourish Fitness. It's an online fitness community where busy women get fit in 15 minutes a day. Samantha is an anti-diet, but pro-health advocate. She believes that restrictive diets are out and joyful health is in. And that's one of the amazing reasons I love her. She's got a beautiful online health community. We actually met through our business coach that we both hired uh, during COVID and the pandemic. And she has recently gone full-time into her business and just immersed herself and kind of just went all in. And I love that about her. I love her outlook. And I think it's important that we show women who are about health and fitness, even if it's not in the same way. She is way more at-home workouts, her online community where I'm a little bit more gym focused, dumbbells and things like that. Neither one is wrong. It's just different, but we both have a similar outlook. And that is what I absolutely love about having my first guest and more guests on with different facets of fitness that we can kind of bring together in this holistic look and outlook for you. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this first remote podcast that I've done, my first guest. And I'm super excited because I learned how to do it. I learned how to export an MP3 and convert it from an MP4. And we even video recorded this podcast. And you know, one day, hopefully I will learn how to upload the video too. But right now you're going to get audio because that's all my brain can handle for tonight. So here we go. Here's the conversation between me and Samantha from Bloom Flourish Fitness. I hope you enjoy. (laughs) All right. Welcome to the Trainer Life Podcast, everyone. My name is Danielle Harrison and I am your host. And I'm so excited to have my first guest today. And this is Samantha of Bloom Flourish Fitness. Correct? Mm -hmm. I said that right? Yep. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Um, This is my first guest. This is my first time doing a distance podcast. So this is most likely going to be raw, real, and you're going to hear just a really great conversation with an amazing woman that I met during COVID, so I hope you enjoy it, and Samantha, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to be face-to-face because we
1: haven't been since our coaching program.
0: Yeah, and it's funny, we've actually never met in real life. Mm -hmm. Well, kind of, we did once. You saw me in a car.
1: Yes, (laughs) I was... I live in Florida now, but I, I'm from Jersey, and I was visiting Jersey with my husband, and we were driving through Pennsylvania, actually, and I turned around, and I was like, she looks really familiar, and then I was like, wait, that is you, <laughs> so random.
0: <laughs> it's so funny, so, and then you you uh, messaged me, and you were like, hey, are you driving in Pennsylvania right now? I was like, yes, so <laughs> that, I think that was so funny. So we've Small world. You've seen me, you've seen me, I haven't seen you Yeah. <laughs> and most likely you saw me screaming in the top of my lungs in my car cause <laughs> it's a concert. Um, let's talk a little bit about how we met. So we met through an online fitness coach during the pandemic, um, Ria, and she's amazing and so sweet. And I still talk to her to this day. Same. So why did you decide to um, work with a coach? Was it because of the pandemic fitness? Like what kind of bought that on for you to work with a coach? So I have worked with
1: coaches in the past. um, But what I realized was, a lot of coaches are very broad of who they teach. And I really needed a coach that was specific to the fitness industry. Because I was like, I need to do what's going to get me moving forward. Not necessarily just like what I think I should be doing because I really didn't know. And I really wanted that support and that accountability. And so Rhea showed up. I don't know how she showed up in my life, but she did. And um, I was like, you know what? This is exactly what I needed. And it was really nice to have her expertise
0: in the fitness industry as well. I like that too. I think it was the fact that she's had experience in it and she's actually seen like the transition of the fitness industry from Um, earlier on and to online, been to conventions, and I think that's one thing that really spoke to me about her, was that her credibility in being at conventions, teaching with leaders and things, which I think is very important and shows her growth throughout the industry. Mm. Um, What is your fitness mantra, outlook, etiology, and things like that? So I
1: have a few.
0: So I'm going to dial it down
1: to maybe like two. So... I believe that all movement matters. Now, the workouts, I have an online fitness membership, so I record 15-minute workouts at home for women. Um, That's just what I do right now. I was training in person before the pandemic, stopped that, and transferred everything to being online with this membership. But it doesn't have to look a certain way for exercise like we're so caught up in this idea that it has to either be strength training or we're doing marathon training and it's like movement should be whatever you enjoy doing because that's what's gonna that's what's gonna keep us consistent and then also knowing that like our life is a marathon not a sprint so a lot of people train for like a 12-week period and they focus on short-term goals like maybe their wedding or a vacation and it's like our life is going to be made up of a million events throughout the whole span of our life. And we want longevity, not instant results, because that they're not sustainable. And that's when we get frustrated and then stop working out. And the whole goal is to continue to move our bodies well into
0: our older age. I agree with that. I actually met with a potential client this morning. It's a couple and the Husband or soon-to-be husband he came down and he was like he's always trained for something so it was a marathon He did a marathon or he was gonna do this and he trained for that And he was explaining he needs to do something that is going to just be consistent And sometimes I think it's very hard for people to we're always taught, you know have goals have goals but with your health and fitness, it's it's your life like I go, there is never a moment you should not be doing some sort of movement for your life. You're never going to reach this peak of perfection and then be like, okay, I'm done. I don't have to work out anymore. Exactly. And that's one of the things I say in my classes. When I teach classes, I go, what I was like, practice makes. And anybody who goes perfection, I go, no, we don't believe in perfection here because then you're never going to come back. When you look at athletes, you look at football players, basketball players, power lifters, competitors they're always thinking about what could I have done better? If you even look at like Kobe Bryant, like all of these accolades, he always was like, how can I perfect this even further? Or what can can I do to keep this consistency going? And I think that's something that we miss in fitness, diet, whatever culture is out there. It's always get stronger, get faster, do this, achieve this goal. But then we can reach that level. And then it's like, well, then I stop. Mm. And that's one of the things I love about fitness is it doesn't matter how higher advanced your, you are in it. If you don't continually do it, it is going to atrophy on you. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't be like, well, I worked out for 20 years, so that's going to last me another 20 years. It's like, this is not compound interest. So yeah. <laughs> you can, it, it's a checking account. It moves, it, it, it flows. There's, it, it's in and out, in and out, in and out. So um, I totally agree with that when it comes to movement and just more so having an outlook that it, it needs to be consistent and needs to be attainable and it needs to be something that you can do. And it's great to have goals and, you know, small term goals. If it's a CrossFit or a Spartan race or, figure competition but it's like but what are you going to do with your fitness after that mm. and that happens a lot especially with like people who are getting married it's like work hard but then it's like after that they're like i need a break i'm stressed i'm so tired and i'm like
1: but you still mm-hmm. should
0: do something <laughs> yeah exactly it's the all or nothing mentality yeah which i think is the reason that people have that yo-yoing that happens yep. with them um what What was your original plan for your life? Was it this? Or I know you didn't come from like a fitness background, nor nor did I. Mm -hmm. Um, My degree is in political science, women's studies. So I did not, you know, start out being like, I'm going to be a personal trainer. It kind of, I feel like kind of fell into it or it chose me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Same here. I was
1: going to be a math teacher. That was my goal. Um, I went to college for math and I, college is where I started to go to the gym. Like I was never an athlete. I didn't do sports. I was like the worst in gym class, but, uh, I started going to the gym on campus and that's when like everything came from there. But my
0: original plan was to be a math teacher. So very different. Oh, Awesome. Awesome. I didn't know that. It is very different. And are you good with numbers to this day? You know, I am better with complex like equations,
1: but like simple math, I'm just like, I still use my fingers. I'm like, what, what's one plus one? I don't remember. But um, oh my like God, I was... using counting, doing math, like what are two two forty-five pound dumb plates? Um, dumb plates. <laughs> look at that, forty-five pound plates. Um, like doing that math right off the bat is kind of hard for me. But solving
0: like X in an equation, I can do that. <laughs> I just finished a biomechanics course earlier this summer, and we had to do like linear equations, and oh. M- I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry. <laughs> I probably, I literally hired t- tutor. I didn't realize you were a math teacher. I would have hired you because it it was hard. <laughs> um. So you did work at a different business, a family, your family business, for a majority mm-hmm. of your life. What made you decide to fully immerse yourself and go headfirst into your personal training business, your online program? What made? What was the catalyst for you to take that leap of faith? Which I Absolutely applaud you on! I think it's amazing because I witnessed it, and I thought it was great. Thank you. Yeah, it was. It's been pretty
1: crazy because it's only been about two or three months since I am full time in um, in my business, and I had been working alongside my dad in our family business for ten years. So I started working for with him in college. So I was going to school for math, going to the gym, and I really needed a flexible job that fit my um, school schedule. So I was able to do that from home. And this is, you know, 10 years ago before everyone was home. So I was like, man, I really like working from home. So that was the biggest sell for this family business was that I could do it from my laptop wherever I was. Um, And then over the years, like the past three years actually is when I started Bloom Flourish Fitness and when I got my certification. And I was like, this will just be a part time thing that I do on the side while I work with my dad. But then, more and more, when I was doing work for BFF, is what we call it for short, I was like so lit up and I was like energized. And then I would log into my email for work and I was so depleted and I was starting to get like bitter about the business. And that's not healthy for mine and my dad's relationship because we're really close. And I was like, you know, if I'm going to wait, until everything is perfect and, you know, the smart thing is to wait until your income is replaced. I didn't, I took the leap before my income was replaced and started to just like pray that things would happen after that. But I know myself and if I'm comfortable, I'm just gonna coast there for the rest of my life. And I was like, I'm about to be 30, which I'm still young, but also I wanna have a family. And like, I would start to think when I have a family, like my focus is going to change from, am I going to focus so much on building this business or am I going to want to focus on my children? And I was like, it's now or never. And I ripped off the Band-Aid. I told my dad. I gave him my three months' notice. I didn't give him a two weeks' notice. I gave him three months' notice. <laughs> and because um, when you're part owner, is a lot more involved than just like saying yeah. bye, take me off payroll. Um, and yeah, so now it's been it's been really fun. It's been stressful, but like a different level of stress because it's it's my own so it just feels different
0: yeah i definitely feel that level of when you don't feel ready and i think that happens in fitness even with our clients everybody goes well when i'm ready and i'm like mm-hmm. i always say that when i'm ready and it's like you are never going to be ready yep <laughs> it's always going to be something when my schedule calms down especially if you're a parent your your schedule is not calming down mm-hmm. oh when i kind of get acclimated to this job and it's like great but Allow your fitness to be in that acclimation of your job and everything like that. So, I definitely applaud you for taking that leap of faith and just doing it. And also, as women, I do think that there is a difference in this industry when it comes to being a woman. Yeah. And because it's a physical job we're doing, like you have an online platform, you upload 15 minute workouts every day, and that is your body. So I always I think that's a very different conversation that needs to be had because, you know, our male counterparts in the fitness industry, yes, they can get injured. Like I've had co-workers who have been injured that knee replacements and couldn't work for a, a period of time. But as a woman, it's literally like you grew a person you have to take care of a person it's hormonal changes it's sleep it's all of these and not that fathers don't go through that but it's just a it's a different aspect for a woman even to the aesthetic that a woman has or has to have in the industry and and stuff it's very I know that's something like I think about and I deal with a lot and it's also made me toy with like not staying in this industry and stuff because it's like How am I going to deal with that? How am I going to balance it? And I think that's a conversation that like a lot of people don't realize when it comes to being a woman in this industry is something that we mentally deal with we emotionally deal with and you like kind of plan almost like five years out you're like well if i'm gonna do it i need to do it now so the business is up and running and i work out all the kinks and i have all my systems and processes so that i have all my videos recorded and then i can do re-uploads and i can recycle and purpose content and let me just you know i've had a book sitting an ebook sitting for like a year now i think when we worked with ria i've had this book sitting for like two years Why is it not real? Who knows? Maybe it's for like when I have kids and I'm like, well, here's my book so I can stay. It's just, I think it's a lot of that, that for me at least is like, why now? Why this? And just as a woman in the industry. Yeah. I love that. I love
1: that you're an example for that because,
0: you know, like a lot of
1: my messaging is more so like body positivity, body neutrality, and the fact of like, we don't have to keep up with the, the looks that... You know the fitness industry portrays health isn't always ripped abs and what's crazy is especially as women like you were saying you know men can have low body fat percentage and live the rest of their life perfectly but in the especially in the bodybuilding and like the fitness and figure competition world if we get really low body fat percentage we stop having our periods we are struggle getting pregnant and it's like one of those things our hormones our bodies are so different that we're trying to keep up with a standard that wasn't even that isn't even healthy for us and it's like it's more about how we feel and not about how we look because you can do squats as much as possible but if your your genetics aren't made to have glutes like the kardashians which i don't even know if their genetics are made for their (laughs) glutes who knows but like (laughs) you can squat all you want and it's just like you're not gonna look like that maybe or maybe you will
0: I think it's yeah I agree with that I think it's more I am way more in a mindset and I think it's just like evolution like I I think somewhat at least for me we all started out with like that aesthetic desire Mm -hmm. which is where I came from into this industry like I loved fitness but it was very much for me about the aesthetic of it where now for me it's more about the strength of it and I think there's just this level of power I untapped power for some women that they do not realize comes from knowing your strength Mm. and it's a strength that I personally found at the gym I'm like you don't realize the level of what you're capable of because for so many years you know women were taught if you lift heavy weights you're gonna get bulky if you do this you shouldn't and that is a constant conversation I have with Clients and people and stuff saying, you know, that's not true. I'm like, do you know how much you would have to eat? Do you know how many supplements you would have to take? Do you know how much of this would have to happen for you to get bulky? Yep. It is extremely hard, but it's just the way we're conditioned to think, the way we were conditioned as in even in studies. Like, I'm in school right now, and a lot of studies women were not participants in studies until like the 1990s. That's so really late. we weren't even a part of resistance training studies, cardiovascular mm-hmm. studies, any, anything that had to do ankles, hip knees and stuff. We were not a part of that. So mm-hmm. it was just like, it was more so women, you know, you shouldn't do that. Oh, don't do that. And it, it was based off of nothing. So mm-hmm. I think that there is a difference when women learn their strength and their power and see like this other level of what they are capable of that it just it changes it off of aesthetic to accomplishment and just this almost internal feeling of like you can do so much more and I for me personally it translates into work it translates into relationships and translates into spirituality it just kind of strengthens people in different aspects of their life and I think that is something that a lot of women need to be able to tap into and see and feel from just apart from that aesthetic point of view which there's nothing wrong with it if that's what you mm-hmm. want but for people to have a consistency and a longevity I think that inner strength and being able to tap into it is something that could suit really empower women to want to be in a healthy mindset in this industry
1: I completely relate to that the strength of it and the confidence that you feel when you're especially like lifting weights not because of like you're in competition with someone it's just like that feeling of oh wait I am strong because there there's also that messaging that women are soft we're sensitive which is like I'm super sensitive and that's one of my um superhero powers I think my superpowers but I also feel really strong in the gym, especially when you, like, increase your weight a little bit and that confidence you get from, like, wait, I'm capable of doing things that maybe I thought I wasn't able to do or other people told me I wouldn't be able to do is, is so much more um, empowering than, like, you can only like you, you can only build your body so much, right? Like, so you can show up at the gym and depending on what's going on in your life, you can maybe not see results for a couple of weeks. And that can get, if that's what you're basing your progress on, you're going to be like, forget it. Like what's even the point. But if you show up and you just focus on that feeling of like, wow, I'm feeling really strong. I'm feeling really confident no matter what the scale is saying, or no matter what the, how much I'm lifting, that's going to keep you going. Like we were talking about
0: for the long run and not the short term. And I think that is something that we can learn from say, um, especially like bodybuilders, not bodybuilders or power lifters. I would probably say more so, um, is that they will train for like a year to even lift just like 10 more pounds. Mm -hmm. It's way more about quality of movement, form, being pain free and things to that nature. And I'm like, these people are like, they might stay at the same weight for like, six months because again they're lifting three four hundred pounds and things like that and to get from like 350 to 355 is such an accomplishment Mm -hmm. but it was every session it's a different goal it's technique it's form it's breathing it's do i feel pain here what can i do to alleviate this pain and like those are also actionable victories yeah. It's not always about going harder, going stronger, lifting. Bro, yeah, you have to be dripping sweat to make it count. Like, I love a good drip. I love to sweat. Yeah. But sometimes it's about making sure your body is healthy and in alignment and longevity. I go, it's mm. great you can do this. But if you can't consistently do this, then that there's a problem there. Because usually that's injury or you shouldn't, like, one rep max. I always love to tell people you should not be hitting your one rep max every workout yeah, that's. I was like, athletes don't do that. I was powerlifters. Like, you're never hitting if you can max do one rep of 200 pounds. That means all your other sessions are going to be at like maybe 170, 160, mm. 180. You're not. You you might hit that 200 again in about six weeks, and mm. I think almost like making bread like you have to put the yeast in, you have to knead it you have to let it rise people just want bread they, they don't yep. want how the bread is made and I'm like mm-hmm. this is a long process <laughs> so. yeah that is the truth so um one of my other questions what do you hope people learn from you and your business so I since BFF is based on
1: 15 minute workouts. One of the biggest things I get is, well, how effective can 15 minute workouts be? And my thing is, what do you, what, it depends on what your goal is, right? These at home 15 minute workouts, if you're trying to like get as strong as possible, these aren't the workouts you're going to do. You're not going to join my program. You're going to, you know, probably go to the gym, hire a trainer, and do all that. But if you, my clients are, Average and average doesn't mean not amazing because they're amazing women, but like we're the normal, everyday, busy mom, busy business owner who just has barely enough time to do anything, right? You, you, a lot of the moms like they can't even go to the bathroom without having like without a kid's hand going underneath the door. And so, f- 15 minutes is like effective because you're going to be able to do it. That's one thing that I want women to learn is like if. I used to have the mindset of, well, if my workout isn't going to be an hour long, I shouldn't even do it because it's not even worth it. And then it would take me a week before I would find an hour in my schedule. And now I'm working out once a week or once every other week. Whereas if you're like, I'm going to go for a walk, I'm going to go for a run, or I'm going to do a couple of push-ups because that's all I can do right now. That's what's going to keep us going. And it's the consistency every single day. It's horrible if you just work out once a week. You know, it's like you're your body is like not having time to like build up that strength and that endurance and that consistency. So 15 minutes is effective and also another thing that I would love for women to especially women to learn is that like our bodies are something to celebrate no matter what. No matter what whether you have to modify your push-ups, you know, maybe you have a wrist injury and like you'll never get to doing full push-ups like who knows. It's like that's doesn't mean anything about you and our body is worth celebrating whether we are walking, running, running marathons,
0: powerlifting or just lifting up our kids every single day like it's worth celebrating. That's amazing. I definitely agree with that and I love the 15 minutes because it's about building up that consistency mm-hmm. and You know, and it's also healthy for kids to see that, like see that healthy outlook. It's like, all right, you all watch a show and you can't bother me until your show is over. And it's that 15 minutes. I teach classes at a gym where there's a high, like, um, working stay at home mom population. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, these women amaze Mm -hmm. me, like I'm teaching, but I'm exhausted watching them like run into class we there's Mm a daycare they drop their kids off they do a class and then like as soon as like class is over i turn around like half the class is gone because they got to get the i'm like oh my god but i also admire them for coming in and they're like this they're like i need this because Mm -hmm. it's not even about the aesthetic it's about it makes me nicer (laughs) it makes me a nicer person they go I I don't go off as easily they're like I'm more calm and it's like you know if milk spills on the floor I'm like okay milk spilled on the floor where they're like if I don't come it's like milk spilled on the floor (laughs) yeah so I think that's another beautiful thing about it is just again aside from the aesthetic it's like the emotional it makes like I know for me it helps with anxiety it helps with depression, it helps with me just feeling like the walls are caving in on my life. It's like, let me have a good workout. Let me go run. Let me do, let me just move and Mm. things will get better. Yeah. (laughs) Same here. I am better. I am better to handle things. They might not get better, but I feel more equipped to handle the crazy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's totally like mental health. It's, um, it's like that time for ourselves. And I, I always tell the ladies in BFF, like, don't stand yourself up because we're the last person on our to-do list like we we have the kids we have the spouse we have the school we have work and then like it's at the end of the day ah, oh, it's all right I didn't have time for me but that's okay and it's like if all you can afford for yourself is 15 minutes like first of all you should have more time for yourself in a day but if all you can afford yeah. is 15 minutes it's worth it because it helps with stress it helps with it helps with so many other things and we're so focused on fitness being like you know you even see it on Instagram or on um, like in magazines of do this so you can look like this or do this so you can get six-pack abs do this and it's like it, it makes it only focused on how we look and you forget that man I just worked out and I forgot what I was worrying about an hour ago like I and I feel like I can relax I feel like I can take a deep breath and it's like I did something for myself and that has nothing to do with
0: whether you're gonna have a six-pack or not absolutely I always tell people especially if they take a morning or lunchtime class is like your boss yelling doesn't matter (laughs) you'll be like I'm fine whatever (laughs) (laughs) that's the feeling it gives you and I love what you just said that uh don't stand yourself up I think that's that touched my heart like that spoke to me I think that's a very powerful thing you said and I think more women need to understand that is that do not put yourself last on the list because you're always first up to bat when things happen exactly yep that's the truth (laughs) what do you want to learn more about in your business or your career? So
1: one thing that I've been really focusing on lately is just the idea of like feeling good. Because a lot of women that come to me or I have conversations with and um, I always ask people like, why do you want to lose weight? That's a big question I ask women because getting to, I I like to get to the heart of it because it's like, oh, I want to lose weight so I can feel more attractive. And it's like, well, that has nothing to do with that. Like you can feel attractive right now. So let's really get down to it. What do you actually want? And so many women are like, I just want to feel good. Like, I just don't feel good. I'm exhausted. I don't feel good. And so I'm like, okay, working out definitely makes us feel good. Like all of the reasons we were just talking about. But what else is there? Like, what? how else can you feel good? Because on days, like for me, I don't work out on Sundays. And if I rely on my workouts to help me feel good, do I just not feel good on Sunday because I'm not working out? And then we become, become addicted to working out, and then we reach burnout and exhaustion because our only way of feeling good is that workout or that diet or food, for example. is, And that gets us into the opposite problem. But how can we feel good? Um, outside of the gym as well? How can you make sure that your whole day is involved with things that are helping you feel good, whether it be um, meditation, going to therapy, getting outside and you know, bathing in the sun, laughing, having a hobby? These things matter. And if your goal is actually to feel good, then you need to be focusing on a more well-rounded uh, approach than just, I have
0: to do my workout. I, 100%. And I think that is something that we need to delve in more with women is like, why do you want to lose weight? Now I understand some people are like, it's health reasons, it's medication reasons. If it's any of those reasons, 100%, like it's medication, it's stress. I've had clients with epilepsy and the doctor says like, you know, if my, if my weight reduces a little bit, it could possibly help with reducing my epilepsy, my episodes or even the medication dosage. I've had clients who've had reduced dosage from you know, any type of workout and things like that. But I did have a client where we achieved her goal and she was so proud of herself. Like she was like, I'm lifting so heavy. Like when I first met her, she, she was every, I think those weights are probably going to be too heavy. I think those weights are probably going to be like, she was, and now it's like, you know, I hand her like a 50 pound, dumbbell like goblet squat she's like got it it's like but we reached goals she's like all of her lifts her form everything we even got her she wants to start doing like she wants to run outside not for a goal but she's like I kind of am sick of tired she's like I don't like the gym like I don't want to be in a bike she's like I want to run outside but I don't feel like I'm good at it so we started doing some interval training just to get her accustomed and doing some incline walking and things but she still came back and was like this last eight pounds and I was like why I was like she is a designer so I was like was your dress uncomfortable and she was like no it fit perfectly and then she's like you know they took it in and I was like why and we really had to unpack where was that why like You were lifting heavier. You felt more confident. You said you had never been this strong in your life. You fit into a dress that you had gotten. It was like almost all the stars aligned, but still eight more pounds. Why? Mm -hmm. And and I think for a lot of, for us, it's more of a psychological thing. It's like, it's a time in our lives that we usually were in that we felt either beautiful, confident. So I was like, Did you feel like a powerhouse at work? Did you feel the most? It was almost, I think it was like a pair of jeans or something. I was like, what is the sisterhood of the traveling pants? Like, it was like (laughs) these jeans, but I was like, cool, if you want to fit into them, I'm whatever, that's fine. But what do they symbolize? And that is where we really had to go in the conversation. And like, I kept going back. And she's like, well, I really like those jeans. I said, okay, what do those jeans mean? what happened to you in those jeans that the, this eight pounds is so important and it's almost like layering and it's like the tree with a ring of history going through it like going we just had to keep keep root, rooting back rooting back rooting back and then we finally got to it and that's where the conversation i was like okay this is where we're coming from with this like I love eight it. pound weight loss and i was like does it matter I was like your health is not at risk for this eight pounds like and but it's literally especially for women like it usually has something to do with like our confidence level or it, it can be something as simple as like a magazine article like mm-hmm. you know this is what heidi klum weighed when it, i saw her for the first time so it's like yeah it's arbitrary <laughs> and i'm also number. showing my age because i said heidi klum um this is what the card this is what kim Kardashian looked like for the first time it's like, mm-hmm. um but that's something i've noticed working with clients is like root back to the why mm. the why and is so important it takes a while because subconsciously, we don't even know our why. We just know it is our why, but we don't know why it's our why, if that made sense. <laughs> oh, it makes perfect sense. It's true. Or like, same thing
1: can go with like a running a business. It's like that arbitrary, I want to make a million dollars in my business. And I've heard different coaches who are like, okay, so do you, what's that million dollars going to do for you? And I, I forget what podcast I was listening to where they went into detail of like, well, if your ideal lifestyle, how much money would you need? And they did all this math and it was like, okay, well, actually I I only need like $750,000 a year to live that lifestyle. But it's like that million dollar mark is in our head because it's like, oh, who doesn't want to be a millionaire? But then same, same with weight. It's like, we have this number in our, in our mind, especially as women, like, oh, she should be about X amount of pounds or a size X jeans. And one, every pair of jeans is different. Like it's not... I'm like, what? What one size is not the same as the other pair. And also, like, I think a lot of women are misinformed about muscle as well. Because I'll have women who are like, well, the scale's, like, going up, but my measurements are going down. And I'm like, okay, well, body composition is, like, a whole thing. So the number on the scale is only telling you a portion. Like, if unless you have one that you have, like, your body fat percentage read and all of that. But, like, that number is mass times gravity. Like, it really is just it doesn't tell you that whole story and when we base everything on the scale there could be days where like you know we we have our periods and we are bloated and we're retaining water and then your scale goes up and they're like i don't get it i'm so i'm like it just forget it like forget it
0: yeah and that's so hard to just un undo the bad education <laughs> <Just> <laughs> yeah it's like-, like undo it And it's very hard and it takes time. That's the the biggest thing. So I usually will let my clients like rock out. I'll be like, okay, cool. You want to lose weight? All right. You want this? Cool. And then as you build that relationship and that rapport of trust, you can kind of start breaking down those, those questions, those little walls. And when you build, they're like, okay, all right, that won't be my focus right now. And then I can sometimes like help the shifting of a focus. And doesn't mean that their priorities aren't priorities, but you want their priorities to be almost holistic to them and just not superficial because the world says that should be your priority.
1: Yeah. And that's so important, too. It's like honoring that that's their goal. Um, There's always that saying, I think it's like um, start with giving them what they want, but then you like end up giving them what they need and it's mm-hmm. like but they don't know what they need. Well, it's not that that makes them sound like they don't know, you know, obviously they're empowered people. But like we don't know. We didn't know the full benefits of working out until we started doing it. You know, you start working out and like you said it's like, "Oh, I want to look like this or I want to do this." And then you start working out and then everything is more revealed to you and you're like, "Oh, actually this is actually what I was craving. I was craving this feeling." So it's it's I get what you mean.
0: Yeah, and it's also I think the one thing I think is a bar- barrier is capability mm-hmm. so many people it's like well either one I've never been able to do that I can't do that or I've been injured doing that yeah. and I think it's the capability factor of I that you have to be like okay great so doesn't mean you can't doesn't mean you shouldn't unless again medical issues or whatever the case may be but it could have been the route you took to get there almost And a lot of times I have seen, um, clients come out of either cookie cutter routines or just a trainer, maybe just giving them what they want, which I've had clients like that where they're like, well, I just want to squat and want to squat heavy. And I'm like, but you are moving like two inches in range of motion. Have at it, bro? (laughs) Yeah. Where, um. Whereas some people I'm like, they're like, Oh, well I can do this. I'm like, okay, show me that. And I, in my head, I'm like, no, you cannot do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's building being like, okay, so what we're going to do is like, we're going to take all that weight off and we're going to start from ground zero and we're going to build it back up. Mm -hmm. So I think that's very important. It's like coming in with like the capability mindset as well. Um, is again, and I think that's why, we have passion for what we do because it's building, like, very just, you know, personal training, it's personal, like, you get to know a person and who they are and training comes out and it brings up things, I feel like, and it's like it's an hour session or it's just a conversation or you're by, but it just brings it out, it brings up things, how, I don't know, how many people I've had cry during sessions, and not because of the workout, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but because it's just, like, doing push-ups, and all of a sudden there's, like, tears. I'm like, what? Like, (laughs) where did these tears come from? We're just doing push-ups, and I don't know if it's the elevation of heart rate. That needs to be a study. (laughs) But, like, it happens, and I think it happens more, and I even have guy friends who... He, I have a few guy friends who go, yeah, my like my personal trainer, like I just run my mouth probably more than I run my muscles. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, you know, I just talk about like wife, kids, work, like all this stuff, and so it even's not just women, but it's men too. Yeah,
1: you know, I've had I was just
0: speaking about this experience
1: with um with my community today yesterday. One time I was at a hot yoga class and I wasn't stressed. There was like nothing in particular going on and I just started crying. And I was like, I remember asking the instructor, who was a friend of mine at the time, I was like, is this normal? And she's like, you won't believe how many people just cry. And it's like, I think something about moving our bodies brings about emotions that, like, and I don't, I'm sure I've never really looked at the studies of it, but I just know it's a thing. And I do know that a lot of emotions are stored in our body. So when like we're opening up our body or tapping into something it's like it's just released and even like a physical release having that trainer one of the reasons i wanted to become a trainer myself was because of a few of my trainers in the past prior and it's it is that relationship it's that talking it's that talking to someone um who's not your partner or your mom or your best friend it's like this kind of outside perspective but then they become someone who is like part of your life and part
0: of like your growth and it really is a beautiful relationship it is and interesting what you said like our body holds and i think it's interesting the way our body will eat this is more brain but forget trauma Mm-hmm. Because when usually when I always work with a client, client I do like a par Q questionnaire. So, you know, heart disease, surgeries, medical issues, anything like that. And a lot of times people will be like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then we'll do like a certain move. And it's like, oh, you know, a car ran over my ankle when I was like 20. And I'm like, how do you forget that? <laughs> yes, it's crazy, and, and it's like the lunge but on like a click and it's like oh my ankle's clicking I'm like well why is your ankle clicking mm-hmm. oh you know I, my ankle got ran over when I was a kid what <laughs> I was like I asked if you had any major surgeries or issues I forgot oh my god so, yeah. so I think it's interesting when people forget certain things because our body, but our body's just like, like I said, it's like a tree; it stores the information. Yep. So we, it, we forget, it, but it's our body's like, out. I remember. <laughs> yeah, so it's gonna come out. It's coming out somewhere. It's either yeah. gonna come out in tears or it's gonna come out in a clip. I don't know, yeah. but it's gonna tell on you. <laughs> it's gonna tell on you. <laughs> Um, so we kind of touched on it. My next question, but I think we kind of answered it is, um, why did you choose this style of working out? Which you answered is you want it to be time efficient, effective, and something that is attainable for all people. Mm. Um, anything else that you wanted to add to that? Or was that kind of it? So I, I really wasn't a, a home workout person
1: prior to creating BFF. I was a gym. Oh, okay. like The gym was my thing. But then when I was, I was like polling people on Facebook, I was asking, I'm like, I I was loving seeing women that I was friends with, like, check into Planet Fitness, right? They check into Planet Fitness, you know, that whole, like, you tag yourself here, made it, and then, like, a month or two months would go by in crickets, and then they'd post again back at it, and I'm like, what's what's the deal with the two-month, like, crickets? I wanted to know. So, I would ask people, I was like, why haven't you been consistent with working out? And they would, almost everyone said, I don't have time, I don't have I definitely don't have time to commute to the gym I don't when I get to the gym I don't know what to do and I can't afford a personal trainer and so I was like okay so how can I help how can I solve this problem right so I said, 15 minutes, everyone's got 15 minutes. And um, at home, no commute, you don't gotta get a babysitter because you know I, we have a lot of moms and they'll just like be holding their holding their baby while they're squatting because that's yes. just how it is. And you don't have to come up with what to do because you're gonna work out right alongside me on a video. Because I could have given a printed workout, but then it's like, I don't know what you mean by this. Like, what, how do you do it? It's like, nope, just follow along. I'm taking away all of the resistance, all of the excuses. So at this point, if you have an excuse, that's on you. That's that's
0: just your own like willpower that you got to tap into. Yes. But, uh, side note, just I love the fact you did your market research. Rhea would be so proud. <laughs> yeah. So our, our business goes to be so, your market research, as she says, is liquid gold. So I yeah. was like, oh, look at you doing your market research. Very proud. <laughs> and she would be proud too. <laughs> she would. I love that. Yeah. And I think that's great. And even you said it's, their will and resistance, because one of the things about online training, I think, is you have to, there's a level of accountability you Mm. have to have to yourself. Like, you can do the workout, you can have the website, you can put it online, but your your customers need to do it. Like, on them, it's their job to push play. There's, it's their job to log in. There's, it's their job to be accountable to themselves to do the work that they're signing up to do. And sometimes yeah. I think that is a hard place for like online fitness to be because you can have all of this stuff, but like, are the people really showing up? Are the people really doing it? So I think the 15 minutes it's excellent because it's like, you're showing up, you're gonna do it. Like, it's 15 minutes, push play, get it done.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's funny you use it because even I have, I post all the workouts on Facebook because I at first had it on my website and then I was like, the barrier of people having to log into a different website they're already logged into facebook automatically they already have it open and as soon as they pick it up they're most likely going to see my post in the facebook group so i wanted to really get rid of all of the resistance but funny you said like they have to press play because recently i had a member who joined and she's like i haven't even done one workout and she's like i kind of thought that you would do the workouts for me and it's like yeah i can you know it was a joke but like (laughs) she like i felt like you would do them for me and it's true it's like that quote osmosis Yeah, working out by osmosis. (laughs) That's saying, like, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Like, you can only do so much before it's on you. Um, And I I always say, showing up, like, starting is the hardest part. But once people show up for, like, the first couple of weeks, all of a sudden, it's a habit. They're like, oh, I wake up, I press play on my workout, I have my coffee, I go to work. Like, it's just a habit. And they're almost, like, healthy addicted to the workouts because they're like, it just makes me feel so good. But if you don't get started, you're never going
0: to get to that point. There we go. I love that. And what is one thing you would want women to know about fitness that you think is they don't know or that you hope to preach, which I guess is like your whole ideology and everything. But I don't know one fun thing, one serious thing. Like, I just wish more women knew and blank. So one of our sayings in BFF is no shame in the mod
1: game. And really, it's one of those like, if you have to modify an exercise, you shouldn't feel ashamed for it you should feel empowered because you're listening to your body and you're saying you know what yeah maybe I could do that weight right now but like I might get injured so it's that's empowering to say like okay let me start small or let me modify I modify all the time in my videos like if I'm we do circuit style training so sometimes by the end of those 15 minutes I'm not pumping out full push-ups for a minute straight like I'm modifying because at that point I'm shot and I like to lead by example and be like, listen, I am modifying. I'm dropping to my knees. And it doesn't mean I am less than. It just means that, like, I'm listening to my body. And um, But it's not just for exercising. Like, no shame in doing things your own way. So if it looks like for you, you love cardio kickboxing, then do that. And if, if it looks like for you, like, you hate lifting weights, like, find resistance training elsewhere, go for a swim or something like find what works for you.
0: It doesn't have to look like what everyone does on Instagram. Like it's unique to you. Now I completely agree with that. And I think that's more, it's more important for people to find, I think before people try and get into like, you know, programming and this is like move. That's why mm-hmm. I tell people. I go, I need you to just move. <laughs> yeah. Just move your body, go for a walk, you know, do a few jumping jacks. And I say that, and I think it's very interesting. Like people always think as like coaches and trainers, we're perfect. We can last forever. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there are times where I've taught like five classes in a day. I've walked over 30,000 steps in the city Mm -hmm. and I've had multiple clients. I am like, I can't jump right now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing the modification. You all will jump because (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm modifying because my joints are, and I think it's very real. And people see when you're like, sometimes that's that's the day you're having, or Mm -hmm. hey, I only slept three hours, or I felt really sick last night. I don't want to jump. Yeah. People go, oh, okay. It's okay. It doesn't mean I'm a failure because I'm not going all out, full out. Sometimes mm-hmm. I, I call it, you know, it's a movement day where you might be doing the movement movements, but you're not in performance mode. i like to call it, yeah. like, you know, it's, it's, it's a tech day. We're in the back. We're <laughs> at rehearsal. Sometimes it's going to be a rehearsal day. Sometimes we're doing a performance day and yeah. that is dependent on sleep. That's dependent on hydration. That's dependent on stress. And a whole multitude of other factors, um, you know, for women, if you have your period, like, there's so many different things that are going to kind of dictate what type of day you're having. And the only thing I say is if you realize you're having more, you know, rehearsal days than performance days, and sometimes that's something we need to look at or see what is going on. But otherwise, I'm very handsy right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, you know, it's just if you know you you get your period every 27 days and you know on that like 24th day Mm -hmm. you're like all I'm doing all I can do right now is show up and move then you know sometimes you're gonna have those days that you just show up and move and it's not going to be you know epic and your best performance it's going to be you showed up
1: yeah and that Mm -hmm. mostly comes from when you're showing up consistently because if you of course you could wait till you're feeling 100% to show up and then how many days in the month are you going to show up if you're waiting for that day where you feel really really good we're cyclical beings as women we have monthly cycles and seasons of life like i was just saying the other day i was like okay if you're in a really high stress season of life the training that we do which is very much like hit might not feel good for you your adrenal system might be like hey I don't need this right now. And maybe you need to just do some yoga for this week because it's either that or burnout and you're going to reach exhaustion. And it's like really being in tune with yourself, but not, not to the point where you're like, well, I don't really feel like it today. So I'm just gonna, and then like you said, and have day after day of that, you really have to hold yourself to a certain standard, but also not be afraid
0: to dial it down in order to protect your mental health or your physical health. Yeah. And I think that's something that is very important. And again, everything is growing and learning. And it's also we as coaches being able to express that to clients, classes, our groups mm-hmm. and everything like that to kind of look at everything as an overall holistic um, mode, journey or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. Like, you know, and I, and I say that and I always try and bring things back because I find people relate to it better is like with athletes or with, you know, lifters and stuff, they're not always lifting at peak. You have yep. like your hypertrophy stages, you have your strength stages, you have your deload week. It's an ebb and a flow. So it's not like go hard all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there there is a week where, you know, they're just doing some body weight squats. We're just doing body weight pushups. Mm-hmm. We're doing, you know, light resistance and stuff because your body needs that break. And we need to be able to, it, it's, it's just, it's ebbs and flows. It's, it's like waves. So training goes in waves. There isn't just like a straight linear way to go like this. It's going to ebb and flow. It's going to go up and down. There's going to be setbacks. There's going to be things like that. But it's about the consistency and it's about your patterns and about having that mentality to show up for yourself. And when I think when people break that barrier of understanding is when that, more so mental change starts to happen with them Mm. i think it's so much more mental than a lot of people think at first yeah definitely (laughs) all right well i'm going to ask you some a few just fun rapid fire questions that we're going to end off with here and you know just have fun with it it's just like four or five of them it's nothing crazy um favorite book
1: okay The BFG, if we're talking like childhood books, The Big Friendly Giant, and then also if it's like more serious, um, The Five five Top Regrets of the Dying. I think that's what it's called.
0: Oh my god.
1: Sounds morbid. It's it's very good. It's inspiring.
0: Okay. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, Your fave food? French fries. French fries. Um, I know you're a wine drinker, you and your husband. Mm -hmm. Favorite wine? Pinot or favorite Noir winery, Pinot Noir. Oh, you Pinot were noir. quick with that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you were like, boom, boom, bam. This is <laughs> it. Um, one thing you want to improve on—be it personal, professional, anything like that—even if it's like, I just want to walk one more step tomorrow. Like, one Ooh. thing you want to improve on. Um,
1: one thing I want to improve on is overthinking. I want to underthink.
0: Ooh. I don't want to overthink. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and what makes you happy? Uh um my family. My
1: family. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's amazing.
0: Well, thank you so much for being my first guest. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. It was a lot of fun and thank you for bearing with me like I said the t- the tech it- I hope it's safe. Um, (laughs) um, But thank you. I appreciate it. And it was great to talk and connect with you because, you know, I do feel a kindred spirit to you because we both kind of started our online business coaching together. Like I said, is how we met. And I think you were doing amazing work. And I love your outlook on fitness and what you represent and what you are showing women what they can do and what they're capable of in a holistic manner because I know you have like a book club you also have a podcast and you do a lot of self-work in what you do so I definitely think that is beautiful and uh tell the listeners where they can find you your handles your websites podcast all that jazz
1: well, thank you so much. I love what you're doing as well. Um, so you can find me uh, at bloomflourishfitness.com. On Instagram, it's at Bloom Flourish Fitness and on, in- and on Facebook. And my personal uh, Instagram is at sammybflourish. Um, and my podcast is The Feel Good Daily Show. I am a co-host along with my sister. And that's a... F- It's fun. It's a, it's like a self-development slash fun podcast. So that's on pretty much everywhere that you can listen to podcasts.
0: All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it. And I will speak to you soon and have an amazing weekend.
1: You too. Thank you.
0: Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of The Trainer Life. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And I will see you all next week. Have a great day, everybody.